Welcome to the Citizens Web 3 podcast. I'm your host, Brandon D'Artagnan. In this episode, founder of Gen X NFT, Sarah Monson, and I discuss her journey into the elusive world of NFTs and the blockchain. She'll be getting me up to speed on how she got into NFTs, her skepticism, and the ins and outs of creating an NFT project from a Generation X demographic point of view. She'll also be sharing her plans to demystify the new world of NFTs within Web3, how anyone can learn and participate and build out a community of 65 million members of Generation X Strong. Please join me in welcoming Sarah Monson to the show today. All right, Sarah, really glad to have you on the show today. Really looking forward to having some conversations about you and the project. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, so let's, I guess what I'd like to do is just a little bit of quick housekeeping for the listeners. And that is, tell us a little bit about Sarah, tell us a little bit about the project in general, and just to give us some background. Okay. So my name is Sarah Munson. I'm the founder of Gen X NFTs. The first collection is called the Last Latchkey Kids Collection. Okay. Latchkey Kids Collection. I love it. And it's <laughs> I know it's kind of it doesn't roll off the tongue very well, but you know what? We, we Gen Xers like a challenge, right? We um yeah, my collection is 3000 Gen X NFT goats aka young kids, which is where the latchkey kids slash goat comes in. Because when I was first starting out in NFTs, I only knew of NFTs as being animal-based. That's mm -hmm. how much I've learned in a year. Sure, sure. <laughs> I didn't know they could be human. So I was like, bored apes or cool cats or, oh, I guess. Or kitties. Yeah, cool. right. Kitties. Exactly. So if I started again <clears throat> today, would they still be goats? Probably. But uh, so, but it's just funny that that was my history. That was, you know, when you first start in this space, you're just kind of a, adrift at sea and you just don't know anything at all. So you just kind of latch on to what you can latch on to. So yeah, I'm the founder of this uh, Gen X retro 80s inspired collection. And um, I'm just a really proud Gen Xer. I'm 45 years old. I'm a mom. I have no business being in this space, really. It's very young. It's very tech bro-y. Uh, nothing against them. That's, uh, but it's it's nice that I have somehow found my footing and found my people and found my community. So I re feel really grateful for that. And then in turn, I'm trying to build a community with my collection by onboarding. Big goal here: 65 million Gen Xers. Wow. <laughs> into the space. Here's hoping it's an uphill battle because we are generally not joiners. We are generally skeptical. And many of us just think this is crazy town. So it's um, a, a big, a big undertaking on my part. <laughs> well, congratulations for you for taking, you know, taking on the task. And, and I, I won't disagree 100%. Definitely, we are, you know, sort of, you know, go against the grain. And in, in terms of the Gen X, I'm Gen X as well. Yeah. Uh, but I want to optimistically think that there's at least 40% of us that are somewhat early technology adopters and curious because we were, we were, I won't say born, but we were a part of the internet generation that launched in the mid nineties, you know, 100%. so there's a, there's a lot of really curious people out there that are our age that I think will come into this web three space. And I say this to most of my guests, you know, and I smile and I say it is that we're here so early. Mm -hmm. Right, we're here. We're here so early in this space that I think that there's so much to come. There's so much, um, I guess, development from a technology perspective, and it, it's interesting because I've seen, I've seen folks that were 19, 20, 21 years old, 
say, nah, you know, I'm not getting into any of that web three stuff. You know, you can keep your blockchain. Oh. I'm, I'm going to stick around, you know, on Instagram and TikTok and just yeah. do my web two thing. And don't get me wrong. Those platforms will come along to the web three mm -hmm. journey. So your, your project, you've been all around the country. I want to say, cause when I first learned about you, I learned about you through, um, you know, NFT for newbies podcast. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I went down a rabbit hole of, of learning about you and, you know, and it, and I think that's what really sort of grabbed me and said, Hey, you know, she's got something going on. That's very relatable. She's around my age. She's, she's speaking lingo that I could sort of grew up with. And there was imagery of the eighties and nineties that I so dear, you know, I, I'm just waiting for you to come out with something around. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, we have some but, surprises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few things sort of looming there. So walk me through, I guess, the time that you sort of put into, because when, when I say the time, let me reframe that or, or rephrase it, is that there's a lot of people that are getting into the space. When I say this space, I mean NFT. And yes, we can say Web3, Blockchain, mm -hmm. DeFi, Metaverse and all that. But specifically around NFT, you know, what sort of research did you do to prepare for the latchkey kids? Thanks. That's a great question. I started kind of being very hesitant, suspicious, um, kind of sarcastically annoyed by it. I didn't yeah. like it. I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was a scam. I thought all the things, right, yeah. that I that kind of mainstream media lets you believe. They they always kind of look at the bad stuff, like you know, this tech bro bought this NFT for this amount of money, and then it crashed. And everybody loves those stories because it's like, ah, stick it to them. I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we don't have to get into this. So my experience, I, I heard about NFTs, so thought all of the things I just said, that they're just mm. a big waste of time. And then um, Mark Zuckerberg came on and started talking about the metaverse. He put out that crazy metaverse video like a year ago or so, a sure. year and a half ago. I don't know if you remember that. And it was just so bizarre. And it kind of freaked me out. I kind of had a panic attack because I started thinking, oh my gosh, the metaverse is going to be like that movie Ready Player One or that book Ready Player One. I don't know yep. if you know that movie. I know, I know, but yeah. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> so we're going to be living in this crazy metaverse world. And I'm thinking like, hmm, who do I want to hang out with in that world? If I'm going to be in the metaverse anyway, I want to hang out with cool Gen Xers, hanging out at arcades, going to coffee shops, roller rinks, you know, all the fun stuff that we did when we were kids. And so that's how this collection kind of started. So it started from a panic attack of, oh my gosh, are we going to be living in this world? And it ended with, oh, why don't I make a collection of... Uh, cool Gen X NFTs so people can purchase them and then be a part of this great community. So no matter where we land in this crazy space, we can be together and hang out and have something in common. So that's where it started. Uh, that was my initial idea. And I actually, NFTs for newbies, girl, they were really my first intro to a couple podcasts, couple medium articles, couple lots of TikTok, YouTube here and there, but it was all really unrelatable people to me. And so when I found Heather Parody, who was the co-host of the show. I was like, oh sure. my gosh, it's a woman. This is amazing. And so I started listening and they were so just by the, what is an NFT? What is Ethereum? What is blockchain? They, they spelled it out so easily. Yeah, I love their journey that they shared with us. Yeah. Yeah. And Great. they were so open to being new and not knowing it. So it felt mm -hmm. so relatable and I, nobody was pretending that they knew anything. And I appreciated that. And it wasn't until they got to the Happy Land Gummy Bears episode where they had this husband and wife team on where they talked about how they had no artistic experience, no tech experience, and they just wanted to try it. And I was like, and I was like, wait, you can do that? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is something I want to do. So that really sparked it. 
And then the, and then it, I went through a few iterations of what should this collection be? And then I landed on Gen X. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. You and I had a similar journey going down the rabbit hole of researching and then coming across Heather's show. Um, yeah, for me, it was, it was an opener uh, as well because, mm -hmm. it, because they were so transparent in, you know, in their learning journey. And I just, mm -hmm. I related to that and I go, okay, I'm not far behind you guys. Um, yeah, so this project, where, where do you see, now I'm going to ask you a question similar towards the end of this session, but where do you mm -hmm. see your project, uh, you know, in the next six, say six months, not too far off? Yeah, that's, things change so fast. Um, we plan to launch late October, November. We okay. wanted to do a back to school thing because that's very nostalgic, but yeah. it just, it, the cards didn't play out um, the way we wanted to, but it's actually for better. Every, every moment I'm in this space, I learn more, I get more excited and I want to do more. Like I'm constantly sending new ideas to my artist. I'm like, oh, every day I'm like, bing, bing, a new accessory, a new trade, a new something or the other. And she's just like, stop bugging me. But I had so <laughs> many ideas. And so, yeah, for the, so for the next two months, we're ramping up for launch and we're getting the marketing going and we have a lot of really exciting things in store. We're doing collaborations with some actual physical like IRL brands that will bring, that'll bring utility to the collection. And so we're very excited to start talking about those, but we haven't, we have to sign the dotted line first on that before I can talk about them officially, but sure, it's okay. really cool stuff, very nostalgic stuff. And when we launch, you know, we'll ramp up to launch, we'll do a pre-sale, we'll do the public sale and collabs along the way. And um, immediately after we launch, we want to really provide utility right off the bat. So the first few months are just going to be just bam, 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 really fun stuff being given to our holders, really fun contests, really fun giveaways. And, um, you know, I, and, and then we will donate, uh, you know, 10% to a, a Gen X approved organization, which nice. we'll hopefully vote on, which, you know, all the holders can vote on once we come up with that. And that'll be an exciting moment. But for us, it's just about bringing people in to this space in a fun, relatable way, and then keeping them here and having fun. So then they start to get curious about other collections. So I'm kind of, I kind of want to be the party starter, the Gen X ambassador, nice. like people are coming in here and they're like, um, yeah, this is a good place to be. I trust this space. I trust this collection. I like the people. I own this NFT. It's really cute. It's cool. Hopefully it goes up in value. I get some free stuff with it. It's really fun. And now that I'm here, I'm going to kind of listen to what people are saying in the community. And then, oh, have you heard about this NFT? Have you heard about this NFT? And then boom, suddenly we have a bunch of kind of older people that were once skeptical that maybe didn't understand it. And now they're get, opening their wallets and they're buying crypto and they're buying other NFTs. And they're a part of the conversation to then help build the world that will otherwise leave them out if they're not a part of it. Yeah, that's actually a good point. That last part you, you mentioned there. And you talk about, you know, hopefully you can get the rest of the folks that are sort of in our age bracket to come along for the ride. Because if I think about some of the groups that I belong to, the IRL, the in real life events mm -hmm. um, type groups, they're very technical and yeah. they, they're coders they're programmers or software developers, and they're skeptical, right? They're thinking it's a Ponzi scheme to your point mm -hmm. earlier, some sort of scam. Um, but these guys, because they're technologically advanced, they are sort of that that group that's on the fence right mm -hmm. so they're going okay we don't totally think it's a scam but we're curious so i think 
projects like yours, especially when they say, okay, we've done all the, the hard yards, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And now we're actually coming to fruition. We've got roadmap, we've got utility. We're not going anywhere. We're here to stay. I think that will start to show people that this, this technology is, is not, you know, it's not transient. It's not going away anytime soon. Yeah. Another topic I wanted to discuss with you, you sort of alluded to it a minute ago, and that's utility. And when I say utility, I'm thinking of things outside of the actual NFT art. Mm -hmm. So where do you see, and you don't have to share the utility that's coming with the Latchkey Kids, but where do you see uh, some ideals of utility in the near future? You know, it's interesting because utility probably will be all NFTs become eventually. Interesting. I feel like we're in a moment where art is the focus and I hope it stays this way for a while. And I hope it's always a part of this world, but sure. you know, utility with NFTs will be kind of just the norm eventually. I think, I know we're going to talk about what we think the future is, but they're going to be your plane tickets are going to be your concert tickets. They're going to be how you, you know, get access to the world. Mm -hmm. And that's just utility. And, you know, it's be on your phone, you flash your NFT and rather than barcode, maybe it's a cool piece of art, but it very well could eventually just be a barcode, <laughs> you know, and that'll just be the boring, you know, instructions or plans or textbooks. There's so many things that this could be, but right now it's art. And I love that it's art because it's opening up a world to people in a very creative, interesting way. And then the artists within this world are actually getting recognition and money. They're getting paid. Artists are actually making money yeah. these days in this space. And that's so huge. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking back to my mom who was an artist in Seattle and mm -hmm. her world was really only the cafes and the art galleries where she showed her art and she had a website, but you couldn't buy any art on it. You could contact her. It was very, you know, almost web one, sure. <laughs> not much going on there. And so I love the fact that if you're an NFT artist, you can put your art out there on OpenSea or SoulSea or wherever you want, relatively cheap, if not free, depending wherever on you prefer, yeah. how you do it and sell your art. And so I can buy a piece of work from somebody who maybe lives in a really remote part of the world where $200 for their piece of art NFT can go really a long way to help them have a living. And I just, I think that is so cool and so important. And I feel like that gets lost in the conversation a lot with NFTs. If you really just think about it, NFTs are just another way to buy and sell art and, and appreciate art, mm -hmm. you know, and in it for, for take away all the tech stuff, you know, and yes, the tech stuff is super important, but if you just really look at it in a, at a, in a different way, I really feel like if you just want to come into this space, regardless of how skeptical or schemy or oh, it's a fake or blah, 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 if you have, but if you change your perception and you're like, oh, I can support an artist by buying their NFT this interesting way, that is cool. Like, I hope, I'm hoping that that will translate into some adopters because people will see that oh okay it's just rather than going to an art gallery and buying a piece of art i can just do it online from my house and then boom they get their money wherever they live in the world and they can be supported i just think that's a really cool thing that gets lost in the conversation of nfts too too much absolutely i agree you know and i can't stop help thinking about the utility of this whole world and the fact that like you said somebody could basically buy a piece of artwork for someone, you know, in a developing country. And that mm -hmm. little bit of, of that sale could actually go a long way. 
I, I start thinking about other applications that we could use. And I know this is sort of not NFT, but it's more crypto and blockchain. But some of these countries, and, and I say some of these countries, I mean some of these developing countries mm -hmm. where they're having issues financially as a government and banks mm -hmm. are going, you know, no, you can't come in and get your 10,000, you know, whatever uh, currency that that country has out of your own bank account. You know, NFTs and uh, cryptocurrencies, the blockchain technology in general, I guess is what I'm getting at, sort of solves for that and yeah. decentralizes the centralized financial institutions. Hey, we're coming close to the end of our session. There's still a couple of questions yeah. I wanted to ask you. Sure. Uh, where do you see this space? And when I say this space, I mean the NFT space in general with the utilities, with art, maybe not art, but where do you see this space in the next, say, 12 to 18 months? I like to be really optimistic and I, I hope that it just becomes more accessible, more adoptable, more big brands, big names get into it and show the world that it's not so scary and that it's here to stay. And in turn, people get more involved and start creating more seats at the table so it doesn't get so the roadmap of what this all is isn't just made by just a few people because that's kind of mm -hmm. what happened in web two in many ways and so i feel like we i would love to have this vast open conversation with a lot of different people from every different background and to create something that is good for everybody that's the optimist in me and um the pessimist in me is you know ready player one <laughs> but i don't yeah. think we're there yet <laughs> i think that it'd be really cool to um have more play in the metaverse. I feel mm -hmm. like the metaverse was this big hyped up thing and then everybody was, you know, everybody was blind land and then it kind of just went away. I think it'd be neat to start doing more things in the metaverse, even if it's, I don't know what it even could be. I mean, my vision is like all of my latchkey kids, we have our avatars and we're walking around the metaverse and we go hang out with each other and we're going to the arcade and we're going to a pop-up event in, in the metaverse somewhere. But, you know, I think that that's, definitely on our roadmap but it's a few a few out because we just don't again know what it's going to be or look like I, I have bought land in the metaverse i don't know what to do with it but <laughs> well the, those are good points of view and let me just allude to something let me allude to the fact that what the metaverse could hold and not necessarily going into you know a computer or a vr type headset but some of the headsets that are coming out uh, from some of the big tech companies they're not so much headsets as they are glasses or sunnies, if you will. Yeah. And mm -hmm. one of the guests that I had on recently, he who is Paul from Guardians of All Lost Souls, which is a really great project that supports uh, rugged, you know, rug pooled mm -hmm. NFTs. And you, you have to check out that episode and check yeah. out that project. But him and I were talking about this earlier this month, and he was talking about the idea of, and, and I'm going to translate this to the Latchkey kids, but imagine driving down the road and you have these sort of AR type glasses where it's augmented. It's not so much virtual, but it's augmented where it's bringing the physical world and the virtual world together. And you see somebody with a latchkey NFT on top of their head and you've got one and you're yeah. like, yo, what's up? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm part of the same clan. And I love you know, it. And I started thinking about that. And I go, that's cool stuff, mm -hmm. you know, from a metaverse, NFT, blockchain, sort of technology so save your save your land that you've yeah. purchased in in the metaverse because maybe maybe uh you do something cool like that someday hey last question you've gone down this journey with this project you i say you're gone down you're still in the journey right and it's mm -hmm. this amazing journey you're learning so much 
you've learned some some things to avoid, you've learned some things to uh, to do again. So what advice would you give for for people that are getting into the space that are thinking about creating a project themselves? I would say find a community that resonates with you where you just okay. like the people, you like the project, you like the art. So no matter what happens, even if it tanks or the market tanks or you buy it for a hundred bucks and it goes to a penny, you still have a piece of art and you still like the artist, you still like the community, you want to be a part of it. I think of it like a fan club, mm. you know, fan fandom goes up and down. I mean, look at, you know, I remember when Toys R Us went out of business or Blockbuster, people didn't care. And then suddenly it was gone. They're like, we want it back. And now yeah. it's back again. Yeah. And so you know, it ebbs and flows with, with, with the times. And I think that nostalgia and everything old is new again. And everybody loves all the nineties, eighties, fashion and TV. I mean, everything is coming back. And so, you know, I feel like my advice would be find a community you love, hang on to it, even in the bad times, because that's honestly, you know, the testament to a good community is if you're there during the dark days and then just enjoy the highs when they happen. Yeah. Good advice. Definitely good advice. Last question that I ask every single guest that comes on the show, where can people find Sarah? Where can people find the Latchkey Project? Okay, so you can find us on our website. It's genxnfts.xyz. And we're also on Twitter at genxnfts. And we're also on LinkedIn. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. <laughs> we're on Facebook. We're on every social under the sun because we want to meet people where they are and not make them work too hard to find us. And of course, we are also on Discord. So, you know, whatever tickles your fancy, you can find us. So we have a link tree, and which I'll give you for the show notes, okay. and that has everything on it. And it also has links to articles and interviews on me. So, you know, I'm a legit real human. And <laughs> I put my name and my face, my kid's face behind this project. So I'm definitely here for the long run. And I want it to be successful so other projects can succeed. I walk so you can run, you know? <laughs> Perfect. No, I love it. And no social stone unturned is what exactly. I just heard. And, and we'll make sure to put all those socials as many as we can in the, um, you know, in the show notes, because I know for me personally, that's always been a, a good one mm -hmm. to be able to find, you know, those guests and, and do a little bit more research on them and follow them. Hey, it was really great to have you on the show. Uh, I hope that uh, we can meet up again, maybe some other time and, and maybe after you, you go live and after you start minting and we can check in on the progress. I would love it. Yeah, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure being here. I'm so glad we made it happen. And you're such a wonderful person to have in our community. Oh, we thank you. So highly of you. And yeah, we're always like, what's, what's, how's, how's our Tanyan doing today? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you guys. I love your, your community. You. It's so warm. And last thing I'll leave is that your project, and I say this to the listeners, your project is really a community-based project. And I think it's it's one that um, that really sets the bar for a lot of projects that are to come. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, thanks, Sarah. And we will talk soon. Bye. <laughs> That's a wrap, folks. Thanks for tuning in to today's session. Don't forget to follow the show and our guest speakers on the socials listed in the comments below. See you next time.